0: Welcome back to another episode of the Statues Podcast. I'm your host, Danang.
1: And I'm your co-host, Crystal.
0: And for today, we got a clip.
1: And what about you?
2: Well, <laughs> yeah, I think um, definitely the most intimate moments of my whole life happened on a set. I oh, know it sounds really fucked up, but it's not at all. It's beautiful. No, yeah, I don't know if there's anything more intimate than creating something with somebody. Mm. No. There yeah. isn't. Yeah. Uh, and I think I'm deeply dissatisfied in life. Yeah, but this is your life. Exactly, but and this is where things get tricky for me, is like, it isn't my whole life, and I have to get okay with that. And it's usually where things go awry for me, is when I'm not on a set, life gets hard. Oh. And so, like, I don't- Do you do anything else? No, this is why I'm trying to develop, you know? Trying to grow, so. Take a pottery class. Yeah, pottery class. Like, uh, people in existential crisis do, like, yeah, Just pottery. Just take a pottery class about it. I mean. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, maybe I will. But, uh, yeah, I, I, then I, but I won't like pottery in life. No, I know. I'm totally kidding. I, I but know I what you're saying. I will love pottery on set. <clears throat> i love pottery right. on set. Like, right. I don't like ice cream in life. But if you give me ice cream on a set, I fucking love ice cream. And I think that's what this does for me. It makes me love things. Hmm. This, this job makes me love things. It feels like, um, yeah, like the conduit to love for me, is, it's that, I hold it that sacred. It's not. I, I feel you. Yeah. I, I, it's funny to talk about it in this environment, but I, I am completely on your yeah. page. Yeah, yeah, I know you are. I watch it.
3: Yeah,
0: so that's the clip for today. And that's uh, Shia LaBeouf and uh, Kirsten, the girl from Twilight.
1: Kirsten Stewart? Yeah, that girl. Oh, I didn't even know that was her.
0: Yeah, it's it's a show that's on YouTube or something called Actor on Actor. And like they bring two actors that probably would never speak to each other. And they put them in a room and they talk about life and what it is to be an actor.
1: Mm-hmm, what's going on.
0: Yeah. So, and yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I was just going to say. Um, yeah, I. Um, you know, when you played that, I was kind of confused because... Usually when we play clips, I kind of have an idea of like how like the conversation might go or what I want to say, but this is the first time where I'm genuinely I don't want to say confused, but I'm unsure of what it is that like is being talked about. I, I think that's just me because I was kind of like, oh, you know, because usually what we talk about or what we listen to is more like motivating or mm-hmm. something that is, you know, like I don't use that word, but like inspire people like yeah. uh, to, um, to help them.
0: So for this clip, yeah, it, it's it's a little more different than other clips. Right. Because mm-hmm. this one was more personal when I ran across this clip and listening to how he spoke about uh, his life. It was very relatable to me and that's why I wanted to talk about it because I think the thing about motivating and inspiring people is not the aspirations of motivating and inspiring people, but more so for me, the reflection of my life and other people's. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: When he's talking and there's a specific line that he says is, I'm deeply dissatisfied with my life, not with... And she says something along the lines of, but this is your life. And he says, exactly. But it's not my whole life. When he says that, I saw it for how he saw it, where it was like, our life is our work. I work 24-7. I can't live without work. Yeah. Me, I can't break. I can't take a break. I can't, even in the shower, I'm thinking. When I'm in the washroom, I'm thinking. When I'm sleeping, I'm thinking about work. Mm-hmm. Because my work is my life. What's not my life, though, is life.
1: Like all your problems or your no No, om- not even emotions? my problems.
0: No, no, no. When I'm working is the time when I'm the most free. When I'm the, the realest part of who I am. Mm-hmm. But outside of work, is when I'm dissatisfied because I'm not that person.
1: Oh, you're not like the outgoing, energetic, like like, like if, go-getter attitude person? Yeah,
0: cuz like for example, right? If you're if someone came to talk to me about work, I could sit here and I could talk about work for hours, and I'm talking about <laughs> hours. Yeah. I could talk about my work. I could talk about you know, the money, I could talk about businesses, I could talk about entrepreneurship, I could talk about, you know, podcasting, music
1: that make you happy.
0: Yeah, but outside of that, uh, I'm talking about real life, I'm talking about outside the outside hours of working where I have to be Danang Vang, not CEO Danang, but I have to be. The son, Denang. I have to be the friend, Denang, I have to be the husband, I have to be this guy. I'm dissatisfied with that life. And I feel what he sees. You know, I, I see exactly what he sees. I feel what he feels. Because for example, I hated reading. You know, the only reason I read was because of my job.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> True.
0: I started loving it because of my job. I started loving it because when I started reading books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I started reading books about biographies about people. These are people of business. These are people of leadership. These are people that are doing something in the world. And when I read that, I'm like, damn, yo, I feel that shit. Like, there's this burning passion of desire and of I want that. I'm going to work so hard to get that. Mm-hmm. But take away all that. And if I were to read that book, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't want to do it. It's because of work. It's because of what I do that has shaped me to be this way. And without work, I am nothing. Mm-hmm. Without what I do, I am nothing. Without anything that I have, I am nothing. The person that I am outside of who I am when I'm working is not who I think I am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he says he says something about uh, how oh. He'll do pottery, but he won't like it. But on set, he'll do pottery and he'll love it. It's the exact same thing. Is where I hated learning. I hated everything about learning.
1: So it's more so like if you're in the setting that you love being in, so work, and then there's something outside of work that you usually don't like, if it comes into it, you're in a different mindset. You're much happier. I'm willing to do it. So you're, you'll enjoy it better
0: yeah like for example, right, I went to college for audio production, too, right? so I had mm-hmm. a class about audio production so it's where we talk about the mics, where we talk about like how you edit certain things. I hated that class absolutely hated it. I actually skipped a lot of that class. I skipped like seventy to eighty percent of that class mm-hmm. and I went to so beside this audio studio, there was audio boots and I would hang around there and watch people and I would watch people edit voiceovers like they would do commercials and I would watch them do that. And I would learn how they did it. And I would look at the programs that they were using. Oh, oh they use that tool and that tool. OK, that's what they did. And then like in college, that's when I first met uh, a rapper. And that was when I was first intrigued. I was like, what is he doing? Oh, shit, he's rapping. Oh, this is how he does this. This is how he uses this. The reason why he even went to uh, went went into my program wasn't even for the cameras; it was for the sole fact that he could get an audio booth with his tuition. So that's why he did it. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> and in, in in a school setting, you know, I look at my life, and I, I I've said I hated school, mm-hmm. but everything I've done. Is me learning everything on my own how how to edit how to make videos how to do this how to do that the business entrepreneurship all of this if I had learned it in school I wouldn't have cared a single a single bit but because of work because my identity is work everything I am and do is work if you give it to me in a work setting I will do it you know me, I can't handle stress.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But when it comes to work stress, I deal with it very calmly. And I deal with it one day at a time. That's but true. when it comes to my my actual life stress, I'm sitting there and I'm panicking. I'm sitting there and my head is about to explode. I'm sitting there and I'm like emotionally wrecked. Mm-hmm. But this is why, you know, like what he says, I 100% relate is my identity is my work. I am who I am when I'm working, but I'm so dissatisfied with who I am when I'm not.
1: I feel like in situations like or not situations in, you know, for your case, it's because your best attributes come out your your your, like, outgoingness, your willingness, your, even your, I don't know if that's the right word, like, your empathy, like, you, you tend to be more um, forgiving when you're in the... A work setting. Yeah, than you are in... Real life. Real life.
0: And I 100%, I, I can 100% vouch for that because in real life, when I look at my life and then I look at my work life, when I look at my work life, I look at everything as if I'm a CEO. These people, they did this to me, but because I own this, I have to be, I have to be the, the role model. So you just let it go, let, let it go. But in my personal life, I have so much vendetta, I have so much anger, I have so much sadness, that when it comes to forgiving people in my real life, I'm like, yo, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Yo, fuck everything and everyone.
1: You're like, (laughs) I don't want to make it seem like you're like, you know, like a bitch, but like in in a work setting, you're more friendly, you're more approachable. But when you are like outside of work, you're very hard to to talk to or or when something goes wrong, you you get you get angry and then you just don't want to forgive, and you can't let it go. And I don't want to say petty, but it's almost at like that level of like.
0: No, I'm hella petty. Like in real life, if I, I I'll say it like this, I feel right? like it's, everybody
1: is petty in their own way, though. Yeah,
0: but real life Denang and work Denang are two very different people, and I, I've always seen my life like that. And when he said it, when, when I came across this clip, it hit me so hard. I saved that video and I thought about it all night. Because the way he talks about it, no one has ever talked to me about how I was like that. It's always been very conflicting for me where it was like, who am I? Mm -hmm. What am I? How am I? Mm -hmm. Because when I look at myself, I always say I used to be extroverted. But now I'm hella introverted.
1: But But now
0: that I look at it, Real life Denang, is hella introverted, hella introverted. He will not talk to anyone. But work Denang. he can be extremely outgoing. He can lie his ass off. He can fucking walk into a a setting and, hey, hey, how's everyone? How are you? How are you? How are you? Because I have to be that way. Mm -hmm. Because for a setting and for maybe an event, I have to be extroverted. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I I see the difference between work you and home you because there I I've been with you for for a few of your companies you, you know and I've been through the entire process with you. I've seen you start in and I've seen people screw you over. So it's it's so you know I I didn't see it like that either until like now, you Mm -hmm. know, during this conversation. Yeah. That it's true because during work, you know, and then sometimes you have friends or family associated with work and things go wrong outside of work, I'd be pissed as hell. Mm -hmm. I would be so annoyed because I'm like, Okay, you you screwed me over and now You know, the business or us, you know, like, the company is not doing well. But um, work you is like, okay, that's okay. You know, like, we'll make do. We, We will do it. We will figure it out together. You know, if not, I will find a way to do it, and then we'll just work with it. So it's, like, two different personalities. And for me, because I work and I live with you, it's, like, sometimes I i don't realize that there is such a difference because to you you are just you yeah like i work and then like we eat together work eat work eat and then we just repeat the same thing every single day so it's like maybe for me like there is no fine line separation between work you and home you because i just see it as one person but now that talking like this i see that there's it's two almost like
0: two separate entities.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, like, how do we go about this? Like for me, it's like, okay, now how do I differentiate between work you and home you because, or or, or like personal you because we're always working. You're always working. Yeah,
0: like work for me is everything in my life. Mm-hmm. I have to work, and this is and. In my personal life, when people talk about... So, in my personal life, I know that people talk shit about me. (laughs) But when they talk shit about me personally, I don't give two fucks. But when it becomes about me and my work and my values and my ethics and everything that I do, then I get pissed off. And I get hella pissed. Because no one ever fucking tells me that I don't work. No one ever fucking tells me that everything I have is because of other people. Mm-hmm. because the the person that i am when i work is the most integral part of my structure right now of who i am in 2021 of right now
1: that's true you're not like a scumbag by any means okay because even with you personally when you deal with certain situations you know at home you 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 think about it f- emotionally and logically but that is so amplified when you work yeah and (coughs) excuse me it it's so amplified that it's it's crazy because when people you know say oh like your worth ethic is horrible you do this you do that or they start doubting how you are as a person i'm like no but this guy is so ethical like how he does things he never like because even when working you think about your family and how it how it would affect them long term. So it's like okay, how do I go about this so that my family isn't affected but I can still get the result that I want. So it's it's insane like more so you know when I hear it from you or when I hear it from other people it's like okay.
0: <laughs> and and this is something that like I I've struggled with, right? Is <clears throat> Real life me is not a very confrontational person. I will not. When it comes to confrontation as a human being, I will not, I will not engage in confrontation. Mm-hmm. I will walk away because I don't care enough in my real life. Who I am outside of working is someone that doesn't give a fuck about anyone, doesn't give a fuck about anything. He just wants to go to work, sleep, and then go back to work. And that's why when it comes to my work and people talk about my integrity, people talk about, oh, the shit that he has or the shit that he doesn't have or the money that he doesn't have or the money that he does have, I get pissed off is because the person that I am, who I am, everything that has built the structure of my person to to this day is because the work me is me. The work me is the happiest version of me. Everything I do when I work, this podcast, music, um, videos, all my independent projects is me.
1: Mm -hmm, But that's, and it's like I said too, is that your virtues and your values are, they are reflected in both sides of you and people refuse to see that because they see that you, you work, and then you make money, you know, you do what you need to do, and you're able to suffice for us. So it's like they start questioning how it is that you're able to do that. But I'm like, but it's not hard. You Like, this guy works hard, and regardless, he knows who he is and how he is as a person. That's not going to change.
0: Because, you know, like when people... And and I don't blame people, okay? When people judge me, they judge me because of the person that I am when I'm not working. That's how they've always seen me. Mm-hmm. This is how family and friends see me, is the person that I am when I'm not working. Very quiet, recluse kid who doesn't give a fuck about people. It comes off as rude. It comes off as arrogant. It comes off as ignorant. But that's why I say when people take that reflection of me as a human and put it and, and reflect that person into my work life then i get then then it's almost then it's almost like a a oh, fuck you yeah it's almost like them saying fuck you to me mm-hmm. because when i work i I'll, I'll say it is when i work i'm going to be the hardest working man you, you like in our place we had a TV downstairs. We moved everything <laughs> that was gonna distract us up into our room, and we changed our whole living room to a work office, just so that we could work. And you know, like, and i say this too, right, is I don't take no fucking handouts from anyone. Mm-hmm. Everything, I do it on my own. This, this whole concert, all the cost, I did on my own. All of it, every single penny I did for myself. Never asked for a single dime from anyone. You know why? Because at the end of the day, and and this is no this is no shout to everyone that is around me because I I love everyone, but my work life has taught me to not give a single fuck about other people and not to trust other people, mm-hmm. and that I will trust the only person that I know how to trust me. And you know like. And this is why, when it comes to, when people talk about my job or people talk about me when I'm when I'm working, and people talk about, oh, you don't give a fuck about your family because you're working so much, or or you know, or this and, and that about your family and 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 your work, I get so upset because you don't know why the fuck I'm working so hard.
1: Mhm. But you know, like it's like I said too, is that. You, I mean, I think you've done this, too, and you understand where they're, not understand, but you can see where they're coming from because in certain, like, you know, family events or something like that, like, you are working, but it's, like, for you, it's, like, if I don't work, how can I support my parents if they need me? If anything were to happen to them or or, or if they needed something, where would they get the money from? Like, they have, like, you know, your parents have three other kids, but you are their son, too. You have a... you. Like most Asian men, you have this um, feeling and this weight of responsibility that, yeah. that that you take care of your parents, you know? And so for them, they don't see it that it's forget about, you know, like this house and us, you know, like your, your parents have raised you and took care of you and supported you through like all this, all the step is that you need to take care of your parents if anything were to happen. You would not burden your siblings either, even though they would help. And you know that, too.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm going to say it like this, and it's not to be rude to other people. It's not to be rude to anyone. It's just, for me, the guy that is working all the time, the guy that has to do what he has to do to make a living, is different from other people.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I say that because other people, they want to fast. They want to quick. They want, they want the money right now. And that's who I was when I first started. The scumbag, the scumbag that I was when I was 18 up to almost 21, 22 mm-hmm. was like that. That's why I fucked up every relationship that I had. I fucked up my relationship with my parents. I stole money from my parents. I stole money from my family. Because that mentality of, yo, I want it now. And I'll do everything to get it now. But the person that I am right now, the, the more refined version, the one that works every day, works every day because the version of me that wanted it fast and got it fast.
1: Also lost it fast, too. Exactly.
0: And the version of me right now is willing to take Every day, as a day of a blessing, and I'll work 10 years, if it means that in in 10 years, I'll have everything that I want, and it's mine. Because what's mine is my parents. What's mine is for my brothers and my sisters. What's mine is for my family. And at the end of the day, I know that. I don't need other people to know that shit. I don't need other people to come and ask me, hey, why are you taking your sweet ass time? I don't need people to ask me. I don't need people to even know. Mm, but Be- because what's mine is mine. And I'll work for it the way I know how to work for it now.
1: Mm-hmm. But it bothers you when that is being like, like talked about and like i don't want to call it spread rumors because like we're not in high school but it's essentially like that you know where they go and they talk about it to other people and it starts to affect your work and it starts to affect your family and your parents the most too because they raised you to have integrity to to make sure that you remember where you came from and that your family is very important so that when it bleeds into that it's like okay now we got a problem
3: yeah
0: for me see the person that i was in my early 20s when i fucked up and i had nothing i met i met this i want to say almost like a teacher for me Mm -hmm. and he was the one who taught me discipline again but he was also the one who broke down who i was to me he i remember this conversation He said to me, are you always going to be the kid that everyone looks down to? You are the youngest. But it doesn't mean that people are going to look up to you one day. You're the youngest forever. No one will look up to the youngest. If you want to be looked up to and you want to be a role model, then throw away everything that you are now and work hard to be someone that you will be proud of in five to 10 years. And he said that to me seven years ago. Seven years ago, two months ago. I remember because I looked at myself and I said to myself, he was right. Because seven years later, I am better than I was when I, when I needed that help. Because the person that I am now is going to provide for my own family and for, and for my parents, for my brothers and my sisters. And one day, I hope for my enemies.
1: Kill them with kindness.
0: And I will kill them all with the kindness. And, you know, like, <clears throat> this is no like I I say this because I think a lot of people are a lot of people go through this the way I did but without knowing what it was until it's said and until you come across it right is Denang in real life and work Denang are two very different people for me work mm-hmm. Denang is this this little punk ass bitch who like. When I listened to him is when I broke the most. When everything that I did based off what he wanted in his life fucked up. nang is the reason why I had what I had when I didn't have anything.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then when I didn't have him and I relied on the other piece of me and then I came back to him it was almost like he was like yeah See, I told you so.
1: It's like the biggest fuck you to yourself.
0: Yeah. And I had that, and the, the hugest fuck you to myself. Because it was like the other side of me, the work, the work me, the one that knows my own integrity, knows everything about me, knows the limits of what I can do. Was like, you're not reaching your limit. You're letting other people say shit about you. You're letting people stomp on you. Yo, what the fuck are you doing? And then finally it was like, yeah, now you let me fucking drive this car and I will drive it properly. Something that you couldn't do. And, you know, I felt that. I felt that inside of me. I felt like I couldn't trust me. The only part of me that I could trust was the man that was going to work hard for everything that he wanted in his life. And you know what? Like, it's sad. It's hella sad. That I can't trust that part of me. Because that part of me, okay. In an episode before this, I, we talk about how I'm more, I'm, also, I'm very logical, but I'm also very uh, uh, emotional. emotional feel. Like, mm. I base everything off emotional feelings as well. Yep. The emotional feel part of me is the real real part of me. The logical part of me is the work part of me. But for many years of my life, I let the other part of me run my life. I let it run off emotion, and that's why I was so fucked at the end of it. I was so fucked to a point where it was like, yo, I dug my own grave. And I knew I dug my own grave. And when I was in that grave, it was me that was putting the sand on top of me. So when I had the chance, and it was almost like, you know... It was almost like work me was like, yeah, let me, let me take the keys. Let me drive now. Let me show you what it is to be a real person. To be a real man that fucking does what he knows he can do. That passes all limitations that you think you have. And then for the first time ever, you know, I felt better about my life. Because every limitation that I thought I had, I didn't have anymore. Here I am doing shit that I've never done before. Living the best part of my life without limitations because of feelings, because of emotions. And this isn't to say that I'm not going to think emotionally because I know who I am. I know that a part of me is going to always run with logic first and then put emotion in after. Mm -hmm. Because that's how you make it. But I will never put emotion before logic. Because when you put emotion before logic, you're going to fuck yourself so hard over that you're never going to get back up. But when when in that clip when Shia LaBeouf talks about it, that was the first time that I felt like someone was speaking shit that I really could feel. That mm-hmm. I knew for a fact it was real.
1: It's like someone understood you without you talking to them and explaining what it is that you're feeling.
0: Yeah, it was it was the craziest feeling for me because Work is everything that I am. And for a long time, up until today, I didn't know that. Everything that I do for work is because, you know, like, I keep saying to people is, like, the one thing that I say to people a lot is, if I'm not working, then I'm probably dying. And for the first time ever, I think it was like I finally got someone that understood that. I heard finally someone say the exact same thing. For the first time in a very long time, I felt like I was understood. And it wasn't even a conversation with, with to, from someone to me. It was, you know, an interview clip. Mm-hmm. But I felt it. And from all the people in the world, Shia LaBeouf, but I felt it because You know, it's like he says. Every hobby that I've ever had, I've made a fucking job out of it. So. The person that I am outside of work doesn't have anything anymore. Because everything that he wanted to do as a hobby is what work life me does for work. And it's almost like I stripped myself of. Everything that this person wanted to do. But I also understand where this other guy is standing. Because when I look at myself as work me looking down on real me. Work me literally looks down on him. I look down on myself a lot. I look down on myself and I always say to myself. You're such a a little bitch. Because you said you wanted to rap. And then when shit got hard, what'd you do? You didn't rap. So Work Me comes in and it's like, you know what? Fuck you, I'll do it. And he did it. He landed himself a fucking record deal. And I was almost like looking back at myself and being like, yo, two fuck yous to you because you couldn't do it. And it's been like that for years with me.
1: Do you feel this way because Work You i'm not saying this is where you're going to be like forever but like where you're at right now even if you don't feel satisfied or even if you this isn't where you want to be you're still somewhere but but like personal you is like it's not there yet it's not where you want it to be so you're not work you and personal you are not on the same page on where it is that you want to be that's what you feel this way
0: okay so and i know that if i talk about this it's gonna it might bring up like a little bit of, it might bring up a pain, but I bring it up because I know this about me is, work me is the strongest me. Mm-hmm. This man is, is like, if people say something, I will say, I, I will say fuck you in real life. You say something, I will say fuck you. But real me, has been so hurt because he's tried everything to prove to work me. That, yo, he, he's real. He can do it. Let me try. And he's tried. And he's tried having a family. He, he's tried doing things in real life. And I know that. But I can't trust it no more. So I have to trust work me. Because he knows he can. Because he don't need no one. He doesn't rely on anyone. Like, you know it is. Even with you, like, when I work, I work. I will do my shit. I don't rely on other people. I don't ask people. If I give people a deadline, I don't remind them. I gave it to you. You're either going to follow it or you don't. And I'll do it myself. And work me knows that. (laughs) But I don't trust the other me. Because the other me was like, you know what? Let me try my way. Let Let me go and fight for a family. Let me go and do shit that I think is right. And he did. But at the end of the day, that person hurt more people than he did himself. I hurt you. I hurt my mom. I hurt my dad. I hurt my family. I hurt my family's pride. I hurt the honor of my family. And for what? Because he thought he could do something. And he couldn't. So this work means like, yo, fuck you. I don't need you. I can't ever fucking trust you because your feelings led nowhere, and I 100% believe it. Who I am when I work is the who I am when I work is is the most fulfilled that I ever feel, and is, and there's still a huge void, and I still feel it, but I'm chasing this feeling of being the fullest version of who I am. Because I know that I know that when I work is the fullest Because it's the only time When I get to push past the stars I said I wanted to do something And I'll do it But only when I'm working Is when I know that I can truly push it You know like That's why like Work me doesn't work with family Work me doesn't work with other people And if I work with other people It's not my family I work with other people because work me is a CEO. He is a boss. He's a director. He's a producer. He knows exactly what he wants. And he's going to get exactly what he wants. And there is no way that anyone's stealing that shit anymore. And he knows that. That's why I trust him. You know, like, I get it. Real me used to be able to sleep peacefully. I used to be able to do shit. But work me, yeah, he doesn't get to sleep. Because he got he's on a mission right now. He's on a mission. And that mission says that, yo, you can't stop until you're until everything is. Everything is prepared and ready for the next phase of life. And and that's what I'm gonna do. And like, you know, like when I heard Shia LaBeouf talk about it. I felt it because I studied, like, I looked up Shia LaBeouf because I, I do look up to him. I like him as an actor, and yet, like, he's a really fucked up guy. Like, really fucked up. His dad did shit to him. Like, he made his own, he made his own, um, he made a movie about his own life. But he played his abusive father so that he could feel what it was like to abuse the fuck out of himself. And when I, when I saw that, I was holy fuck, bro. Not only are you fucking tormenting yourself, you're putting yourself in the situation of someone that abused you. Just so you could feel what it felt like. Why he did it. So you could find a reason to maybe find a small sense of apology. And you know what? like. This is why I do what I do. Because everything that I do is, is almost like a reflection of my life that I can look at and be like, okay, where can I forgive myself? When I listen to my music, my music from eight years ago is still some of the best work that I have because it's the music of a dumbass kid who didn't understand feelings, who didn't understand life. And so when I listen to it, it takes me back to a time where it was like, at least you still had them, man. All you had to do was work hard to get them back, but you didn't. And, and like, that's my life. That's why I... Like, I like Shia LaBeouf because he does this movie. He does this movie... I can't remember what the movie is called, but I think it's with the kid that... It's with the guy that has Down syndrome. And he, he talks about it in an interview where he says he learned more about himself from that kid, from that guy, than he did any other movie. Because for the first time in his life, he actually cared about someone else other than him. And, like, I hope that one day I get to a point where I care about someone more than I care about myself. Because the work me doesn't give a shit about anyone. He, like, on the work, when I talk about it, yeah, it sounds fucking crazy. Like I talk as if I have, like, multiple personalities. But it's almost like I do. It's almost like I do, because this work me protects the other me. The other me only comes out when I'm too tired to put up this You know, I said this to you before we started recording was you said something along the lines of so it's like putting on a mask when you work and then I said no, it's the other way around it's putting a mask on when I'm not working think about that think about how sad that shit is that you gotta put a mask on when you're with your family When you're with your brothers when you're with your sisters that's me because i don't know who i am to them i don't know who i am i know who i am when i'm working i'm the happiest when i'm looking at audio waveforms when i'm looking at videos when i'm putting together concerts when i'm putting together shit for my project when i'm out there shooting when i'm out there doing other things When I'm talking about work with other people, when I'm talking about investment opportunities, that's when I'm the happiest. That's when, for the first time in a long time, you know, I lost that feeling a long time ago. But then for the first time in a long time, I felt that again. I felt that again because a part of me knew I needed it. Before, you know, like, and this is why I say, right, is I always tell people is don't date immediately. I'm not blaming dating. What I'm saying is don't date because while you're still single, go figure out what you want to do with your life. Go get busy. Get busy. Get so busy that you're not, you're not thinking about dating. Go get busy so that you learn. When you're ready, the love of your life will come to you. You will find it. And you will find it because when you're working and you're hustling and you're doing this and you're doing that, you're the best version of you that you will ever be. I just so happen to get lucky that the person that I became when I started working is also the person that you accepted. It's not the person that you married, that that we started dating as. Because the person that I was when we started dating was a lot more emotional, was a lot more... Out there was a lot more, you know, like, in in terms, a lot more lovey-dovey. But when we got married, that person and the person that you fell in love with were two very different people. And I just so happened to get lucky that you accepted that person. And you accepting who I became, you know, is one of the reasons why I love you. But I will 100% off. I will 100% say not every woman will accept it. Not every woman will accept the changes that someone goes through in their life and the person that you become because of those changes. People will not accept that shit. You know, I went from like a really like fluffy character to being a fucking hard ass who, you know, like who had to be this way and like you know for the first time in a long time i had someone put words behind it i had someone give me direction about what all that was and let me know that yo i wasn't alone with that feeling hearing Shia LaBeouf talk about it and how he talked about it. Last night was the first night where I didn't wake up. I, went, I, I, I slept straight through the night. I slept straight through the night because for the first time in a long time, my mind was at ease because I knew what it was. I knew everything about myself now. My mind was at ease knowing that, yeah, work me and and real life me. There's someone out there that also understands that. When he said, when Shia LaBeouf says, I'm so deeply dissatisfied with life. That shit hit me so hard. Because when uh, Kirsten, uh, Kirsten Stewart says, but that is your life. He says, yeah, but it's not all of my life. I got it. Like the moment he said that, I got it. Because when he said that, I thought about who I am at family barbecues, who I am at, at gatherings, who I am when I go eat at a restaurant with my family, or who I am when we go chill with my family. That's, I'm not even comfortable. I'm not comfortable with who I am. This kid has got a lot of trauma. And he knows that. I know that.
1: No, I get that, you know? Like, not that you don't... Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, Not that you don't enjoy being with your family. You do. It's just... I know what you mean because sometimes... You know, when we are coming home from, you know, a party or a family event... You're very tired. <laughs> you're very very tired and you you do this thing where you like it's almost like a turtle going back into its shell because it's shocked or it's surprised you know or it's unsure of what it is that's happening you know so Mm -hmm. so so you do that you you crawl back into that shell for a little bit so that you you feel a little safe and Sometimes when you're tired, you start working. And even if you're not at the computer, you're on your phone, you know, and your brain starts thinking about work. But you still, when you're with other people, like family, you... It
0: gives me anxiety.
1: Yeah, it, it, you, you're constantly playing this role of who other people want you to be. You know, like this this bubbly, outgoing guy who is, you know, who who can deal with everything, like, you know, who who will who will be a friend, a brother, a great listener, you know. So so you have to play that role of being that lo- that very loving person.
0: This is why I say, like, when Shia LaBeouf he talked about it for the first time someone put someone put words to what I was feeling because when you look at when you look at Shia LaBeouf as an actor he's a great actor I think he's one of I think he's one of the best actors but you look at his personal life and it's all fucked up it's all kinds of fucked up fucked up left fucked up right and I feel like that. Where my personal life is so fucked up. But when I'm working, I can just be this person. Mm-hmm. I am t- I am who I am supposed to be. And that's it. It's done. I am not supposed to be anyone else except that one person. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel so good. It makes me feel great.
1: Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like I said, I could be wrong for saying what I said before. Um, these are just, you know, like my opinions, but when you finish working you if you accomplish everything that you set yourself up to accomplish mm-hmm. you know during the day you get so excited <laughs> and so happy you you are this bubbly person and then you be like okay you know what? let's not cook tonight. you know like let's order something but like the way you say it like if you've accomplished something you get so it's like a kid in a candy store for the first time You've had candy in your life at home. But mm-hmm. You've never been to the candy store. Mm-hmm. And now you get to pick whatever you want. It's like that moment. Mm-hmm. You get so happy and I like seeing you happy, but at the same time it kind of <laughs> as your as your wife and also as somebody who works with you and who've seen both sides, it makes me sad to see that, you know, you are so happy when you work, but when you, when you are not working and you're just attempting to, <laughs> attempting to rest, you are so sad and you get depressed and you start, you know, thinking about things and I see it, you know, yeah. I see it with my eyes. So it makes me really sad to see that you aren't as happy as you are working when you're, you know, just trying to be, you know, resting or trying to just calm down and just, you know, e- even sitting on the couch. Yeah.
0: Like, I have this thing where, If I'm not working, like I'll stop working for a bit because I'll have like a massive headache, Mm -hmm. and then I'll go and I'll pick up the controller for my PS4, I'll turn it on, and I'll scroll through the games, and then I'm like, "Fuck this! I'm going back to work," Mm -hmm. because I don't want to be, I don't want to be a failure to myself anymore. That this work me comes in as like, get back up, go, and it's like.
1: No, it, it, you know, it, uh, it goes as far as, you know, like there are, (laughs) there are times where you're like, you know, we're just sitting here. Sometimes we have nothing to do because, you know, like you're just waiting for other people to finish their work or, or, you know, to get back to you and you have that small moment of just, you know, just sitting there and you go, okay, let's go upstairs. I want to watch TV. I know it. You'll turn on the TV and, you know, give it maybe five minutes, give or take. And then after those five minutes, you will turn off the TV and you're like, okay, I'm just going to go on TikTok. Because that's where, you know, you find a lot of these... Um, clips for the podcast. Exactly. All of these clips. You say you're on TikTok. And I like to, you know, sometimes you say, you know, he's on TikTok. He's just resting, you know, watching funny videos. But even I know at the back of my head that you're like, you're not really resting. You're working. You know, Because so like
0: for me, like... Even when I'm doing TikTok, like, I follow a lot of these, these pages where they have motivational clips, inspiring clips, or clips where people talk about life. And I need that. I don't know why. Like, yeah, I, I scroll across these funny shit or this dumb shit, and it's like, okay, funny, that's funny, that's funny. But then the moment I come across a clip where, you know, like, for example, this clip. And last night, we were supposed to just lay in bed and get ready for bed and not work. I don't work,
1: you don't work. You you work, I don't work.
0: Yeah. Like last (laughs) night I found this clip and like I started like thinking about it. So I started going on a deep dive. I started looking up Shia LaBeouf. I started looking up childhood. I started looking up this. I started looking up that. And it just starts this trend in my thought in my head where it's like, Oh, okay, I could do this for work. I want I want to talk about this. I wanna do this. I wanna have this. You know, like this is the kind of stuff that I wanna go. And this is how my life is, where I don't stop thinking about work.
1: Nope. Never.
0: You know, like, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, you need time to rest. Let me just say, resting is the worst time for me because that's when, that's when unnecessary things pop into my head that don't need to be there. I would rather think about other things that hurt my head then think about things that don't need to be in my head and that's how i've always kind of thought Mm -hmm. you
3: know
0: like it's not to say to the it's not to say to other people like oh don't work hard or don't take breaks don't do this don't do that it's just how you run though yeah and you just know that like when i work i work to the extreme of working where it's like sometimes i'll wake up at like five four in the morning and i'll work all the way till we go to bed
1: yeah and (laughs) when you work it's like there there is this like there's no there's no time it's not that you don't want to listen to me but (laughs) it's almost like okay i'm busy let me do my shit (laughs) don't bother me Mm -hmm. don't ask me any questions you know don't 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 do anything just let me be yeah.
0: Yeah. and you know like I get it. it it's there's a better way to deal with everything but it's also like he's, it's also like Shia LaBeouf says in the uh, in the clip
1: it's what you know though
0: it, it's what we know but it's also something that we're still working on because it's hard mm-hmm. how do you separate work from your life when all you do is work and all you know is work and everything that you're criticized about is work. I'm not criticized about my life. People don't even fucking criticize me about my life. They <laughs> criticize me about my work. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck are you criticizing me for? <laughs> I work harder than you. And, you know, like, I always say that to people. It's like, you work your nine to five, you get your check. I don't get to work a nine to five and get a check. I work project to project and if that project works then i get a check. Mm-hmm. And and that's what people don't understand is like i get criticized for work not for who i am. So when you criticize me for work and all i am is work and all i do is work then yo get ready to get a fucking earload of what i want to say.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: And you know like it, it's happened once before where it's like i've had someone say to me oh you missed out on this because you were working. And, you know, like, it, it made me very, it, it, it pissed me off because it was like, motherfucker, like, you work your nine to five. You work your nine to five. It's a nine to five. Guaranteed in, guaranteed out, guaranteed paycheck. But for me, project to project, I have a wife and I got a family. I got shit to feed
1: is it that thing that happened last year yeah oh okay i just needed to make sure that i got it you yeah, know i thought that was a little silly just because there were so many things going on which i'm not going to get into but you know i'm just like okay like at the end of the day you know like uh, there shouldn't have i feel like that person shouldn't have said anything because they didn't know too much you know but like
0: let, let, let's be honest even those closest to me don't know shit about me because I keep everything to myself.
1: That's true though.
0: And I'd rather do it that way because then people can't say shit about me. Or the shit that they do say has no relevance to anything about me.
1: Mhm. No, I, I I get that. That's why, you know, I just if it's something that, you know, I know that is like kind of like almost like public knowledge amongst the family, then I'll say it. But anything else, I'm like I don't know. <laughs> you which know, is true the, is that like I, I don't know but it's also not for me to say because it's, it's just really not
0: you know there's this song that uh, just came out a couple days ago it's with Connor Prince and it's called Receipts and there's one line that he says is he doesn't wear it on his sleeve he would rather show you the receipts he doesn't even show his family and I, I one hundred percent believe that, I'm not gonna wear my success on my sleeves. That's fucking ignorant. That's arrogant. That's fucking arrogant as shit. To wear all my success on my sleeves. That's ignorant and arrogant as shit.
1: Burberry shirt, exactly. You want a nice watch.
0: <laughs> like everything that I have is fucking ripped or fucking like from Walmart for like five bucks. And you know, like that's me. That's who I am.
1: I feel like if one day you were to ever, not one day. I feel like you will because I I know what kind of a worker you are, and I do see good things that come from um, uh, you know your work. But let's say if if you ever get to the point where you're gonna you know reach that you know millions, you would still be that person that would go to a Walmart. Okay, or go to a thrift store, okay, and find something that's just super comfortable, and you're just gonna wear it. Y- you would rather spend at Walmart than go buy like sp- spend a little bit of extra money to get something that is, mm, you know, they-, they always say you know quality, or, or you know, you'll you you'll still go to Walmart regardless. L-
0: let me say this: is if I were to ever achieve what I wanted to and have a million dollars. I would give back to the world. Because, you know, I ran across this clip and it was of Jackie Chan speaking. And he goes, I have millions. I have billions. My son, he does not have anything. That's for him to make. But my millions and billions will go to the world. And I 100% believe that because, you know, like, look, I get it. I think when I look at my dad and I look at my grandfather, my dad gave me everything that he could. My parents gave me everything that they could. But the biggest lesson that I learned from them was making what I could on my own. Because I knew more value. Mm
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I knew there was a lot more value in what I could make than what my dad was going to give me. What my dad gave me was the, the values and the ethics that my grandfather left. And I took those and I created something with it. But it's like Jackie Chan said, right? Is how many billion of people do we have in this world? So let's say, for example, we have, I think it was a like point four billion people in the world right if 4.4 billion people in the world put one dollar up w- the world would not be in po- uh, would not be in poverty at all mm-hmm. we could help our neighbors we could help this we could help that we are all brothers and sisters at the end of the fucking day but do you know why we're not because when the world comes together is only when the world is in pain Coronavirus. The whole world shut down together. But when it, when it got better, what happened? Fucking war over here, war over there. This shit happening with that government, this shit happening with that government. You know, fuck the world. You know why I say fuck the world? Because I don't believe in the fucking world. I don't believe in the fucking government. I believe in me, myself, and I. Mm-hmm. I believe it that if I work hard in my life, even if I cannot achieve millions I will achieve thousands and I will teach my sons and my daughters the values and the ethics and the morals so that they can work hard and make their own money so that we as a family can be a part of this world and give to this world so that I can give to the homeless, so that the homeless can find another chance the way this homeless man gave me another chance when I needed it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And now look at me. He gave me a chance. That's why I'm here. All people need are chances. But we, can't, we cannot be afraid to give people fucking chances. Mm-hmm. But it's just like that, where it's like, I'm going to work hard to have millions. And, you know, like, I ran across another clip. It was of uh, Kevin Mm O'Leary. And he says, he says, I will never let my family, uh, I will never give my family money, like, I will never loan my family money. If they want it, then I will write out a contract, and I will say, I will give you the money that you asked for, but leave me the fuck alone after. I 100% believe that. Money is the number one cause for why everything in this world is as fucked up as it is. Money is also the reason why families break. Mm-hmm. And that if my family wants money, I have no problem giving them money. But if it's a loan, I will never loan them. You just take it. That That's how, you know, like, I'm grateful for meeting my, my teacher when I did. Because he taught me the discipline. He taught me what it was like to be a better human. He taught me what kind of a pathetic human I was. And I'm talking about, like, the words were not, his words were not nice.
1: I don't think he ever sugarcoats anything, though.
0: He doesn't. I remember him saying to me one time, if you want to cry then cry but at the end of the day even a child that cries in the jungle alone is still in the jungle alone and that's what he always said to me he goes the world is your jungle so if you want to cry cry but if all you're going to do is cry then you will die and you know like that's why I'm appreciative of my teacher Mm -hmm. because I wasn't going to learn any other traditional way I think I needed to learn from a man that spoke truth a lot of what a lot of how I deal with things and do things and even say things now is because of experiences because of shit that I've gone through and also because of teachings that I was taught when I was down on my lowest. So now I'm very appreciative and like Shia LaBeouf says, this is something that we got to learn, deal with. And I want to be able to put words to what other people are going through. And I hope that me sharing my experience today cuz today was a little different than most most other times that we do this but i hope that sharing my experience and sharing how i look at my life also helps people put put something behind what they're thinking
3: mm-hmm.
0: cuz for you like this is the first time i i bet this is the first time that you finally got words to go behind what i was always thinking how i am
1: yeah You know, it's like I said, we we live together, we we eat together, sleep together, and this is the first time that I kind of, I didn't get it at first when I listened to the clip, but as we started talking and going through the conversation, I really understood it. Mm -hmm. I really understood what it is that you were feeling and what was going on deep inside.
0: When you look at someone like Shia LaBeouf, this man's gone through so much shit in his life
1: mm-hmm.
0: that personal him, real him. If you look at real him, outside of movies and all that, he's a really fucked up guy. He's gone to jail for what? So much shit. He's gotten into a lot of scandals and shit. He's gotten into all that kind of shit. When de- He did drugs at one point. Mm-hmm. But then you look at him, movie him. You know, he's just him. And I get it. One person, one side of him is him. The other side of him is him. It's just one side is more him than the other. Mm -hmm. And some people, and and people in this life are going to see it that way. Where one part of him is more him than others. Mm -hmm. And like i get it then people are not going to understand that right but if you look at me for all all my mistakes and my emotional mistakes that's me
3: yeah
0: if you look at me for who i am when i'm working that's also me but if you were to ask me what me i am
1: which is your truest self you would
0: i would pick the working me whether that's true or not, I don't know. And I will never know. And you will never know. Yeah. That is something that we just go through on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. You know? This is shit that we deal with on a regular basis.
1: This is kind of just... It's its life. You know? Like, we, we have to... I don't want to use that word like, or the saying deal with it. But it really is that you you deal with it and you just roll with the punches. That's it. And then... Regardless, you know, if I will still love you, you know, work you, uh-huh. personal you, it's it's marriage, it's life. If no one can accept that, then you can't go and change their opinion about it because yep. that's just who you are. And I don't expect you to change, you know. It, it would be silly for you to change you just because someone said something. Because if they love you, they will accept all of you, not just the side that they pick and choose.
0: Yeah, I, I 100% agree. You know, it's like I said earlier in the podcast. Um, I was lucky that I found someone that could accept who I was when we first started dating and who I was when we got married. But in real life, that drastic change, some people fall out of love very quickly hey there uh this is your host denang um this is the end of part one uh part two will come out the next time we release an episode this conversation went on for another hour so we're just gonna cut we're just gonna cut this episode into two parts as both parts do speak on different things that are somewhat related but Splitting into two parts will make it a lot easier for the listeners. So uh, thank you so much for listening up to this point. Uh, We hope you tune in next week for the rest of that episode. Thank you.